You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Kemba Walker takes the temperature of the defense, gets a screen from Brown. One-on-one against Harvard. Walker, step back, shot, got it! He is an assassin. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel right here on the BetQL Network. Joe Giglio, Joe Ostrowski with you. We'll get to all the baseball coming up uh, in just a little bit here as we'll line up the day and look at some props and home runs and all that kind of great stuff. But right now, we got to talk some hoops here. Dan Bespers, he's been with us before. Hoopball tweets. He's all over with basketball. Great guests. And we got to start here, Dan, with, I mean, a crazy couple days in the NBA as free agency has started. We know the Heat made some big moves. Joe's Bulls making a lot of moves. But, Dan, just before you hopped on, it seems like Kemba Walker is on his way out of Oklahoma City and he's on his way to the New York Knicks. Dan, first reaction as you see the news, Kemba Walker to the Knicks. Absolutely crazy that they were able to get his contract situation figured out in Oklahoma City. I think we all assumed that this trade with Kemba was going to be like the Al Horford situation before him and the Chris Paul situation before him of everybody coming to Oklahoma City, rehabilitating their value for a year and then getting moved to a contender. Instead, he just had, I think there's about $70 million or so, maybe a tiny bit less than that on his current deal. No, it's actually a little bit more than that. Bought out uh, by the Thunder. I don't think we have the exact details on that side of it, but it sounds like he's signing with the Knicks for $8 million a year. This whole thing is wild and crazy. I can't believe that the Thunder didn't just hang on, but they really do want to play their young guys immediately. And Kemba gets to go to New York. This is this is sort of wins all the way around because the Thunder actually got a bunch of draft picks by taking on his uh, his contract initially. They already flipped the, the pick that they got in this draft for more picks. I don't know what they're going to do with all of that stuff, but uh, insane. And the Knicks just finished up re-signing Alec Burks, bringing in Evan Fournier, re-signing Derrick Rose, re-signing Nerlens Noel. Uh, New York's making moves this offseason so far. Yeah, no doubt about it. And Dan, uh, some of the contract extensions that we were expecting to happen come to mind like Trey and Steph. And I don't think anybody really thought CP3 was going to leave Phoenix after the run that they just had. So if we push those to the side for a minute, or what are some of your favorite moves that uh, that have gone down over the last 48 hours? So uh, 
being a fantasy betting guy, I, I, I try to look at stuff that's a little bit more around the edges, a little more fringy, and and you're looking at what can create value for a particular player in a situation. So I like a lot of the uh, smaller, weirder ones, like Daniel Tice going to Houston, which isn't going to change their outlook at all. They're a team going into massive rebuild mode, but suddenly they got someone to put kind of in that Kelly Olynyk role, who himself just went to Detroit in a move that I don't completely understand. This is a team that also is trying to go into maximum rebuild, and Olynyk I think is approaching 30, which I know is, we're all a bit older than that, but that's old in the NBA now. Um, so those are the ones on the fantasy side that I'm looking at. From the win-loss perspective, I think you have to go to Chicago, which I know you're talking about. That's sort of your, your club. They've really loaded up here. They've given Zach Levine every reason to want to stick around. Uh, Vooch this last season, Lonzo Ball, and now DeMar DeRozan in a pair of sign-and-trade deals. Even if individually, from a fantasy standpoint, this is a disaster for Chicago. Yeah. They're going to be sharing the basketball. From a win-loss standpoint, they got a lot better and they did it by trading away, I think, I would say one pretty good player in all of this, and that was Thad Young. The rest of it is very replaceable stuff. Garrett Temple, Tomas Sadoransky. These are things that they can now find on the market for low-salary guys that'll want to play around Levine and DeMar and Lonzo and Vooch. It's a bona fide good team. Championship contender? I don't know. I Probably not. There are these teams that have too much superstar power above them. But they're good now, and they'll they'll have a nice season once the chemistry settles. They're irrelevant. They should be a playoff team under Billy Donovan, and Bulls fans would welcome that. You know, it's interesting. I, I want to get your perspective on the team-building aspect because Karnaschovas comes over from Denver. We expect him to build from the bottom. That's what he did in Denver with by hitting on these super what we think will be superstars. It, it's the case with Jokic. And uh, many people already have Murray near that category as long as he can stay healthy. But we expected a lot of the same. And there was just a celebration. So many people happy that Garforma and John Paxson are out and they're in as well as Eversley brought him in highly regarded around the league. There's no pressure at all the time in the world. And they still went this route. Let's make the Bulls relevant. Let's first become a, a playoff team in the East. Does that surprise you? The approach or... Does uh does what we just witnessed just how many times did the, the playoffs just kind of seem wide open uh this past season? Yeah, it, it it doesn't surprise me mostly because of the Levine situation. If you don't please him, if you don't give your guy however good you think he is, and I like Zach Levine a lot. I think he got he turned a, a big time corner this year from an efficiency standpoint that I mean makes him borderline superstar status if if maybe not quite all the way there that's your guy if you don't keep him around you sort of restart the rebuild and it probably gets too long and for whatever regime is there ak his coaches whatever you probably end up losing those guys too because you you can't go the wrong way for too long and if you don't get good quick enough you end up having to go back into that that valley again before emerging. So yeah, I mean, you sort of push your chips in a little bit here and, and your, your salary cap situation becomes a little bit goofball, but you did it for good players. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like what the Blazers did like 10 years ago, but on steroids, they capped themselves by just trying to bring in all sorts of guys, but the bulls actually got bona fide solid NBA players to put around their main dude. I love Vooch. 
He's not terrific in pick and roll defense, but he can handle everything else. And offensively, he's fantastic. Lonzo's a really nice fit around high usage guys because he can do other things on the floor. The DeMar one is going to take some time because he's pretty used to having the ball in his hands. I hate the adage that there's only one basketball because all of this stuff figures itself out over the span of a six-month NBA season. But that's the one that I think is going to take the longest to sort of mush together. But once they do, they're, uh, I, I would say, at least the top five team in the East. And then, like you said, you never know who's going to get hurt. You never know. They're going back to a full 82-game season with, again, a slightly truncated offseason. Anyone could emerge at the end if you're healthy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Dan Vesper is joining us here from Hoopball, talking to basketball as NBA free agency open and a lot of big moves. And really, Dan, the first day was about the Miami Heat. They bring in Kyle Lowry. They steal P.J. Tucker. I've always liked P.J. Tucker from the Milwaukee Bucks. He helped them as a role player in the NBA playoffs and winning the finals. The Heat now sit around 16-1 to 1 to win the NBA title. They were in the finals two years ago. Butler, Lowry as their two stars, some young players, Bam, around them as a big guy. Do you, would you take a flyer on Miami to win the title? Um, I'm going to say no. Uh, I don't think that they – I don't think that they got good enough. But, again, it's that same thing where maybe the dice roll lands in their direction – I just feel like there's too much for them to overcome. I'm I'm curious how they fill things out around these guys. And I, I know that I'm probably in the minority on this one, but I see Kyle Lowry kind of on the downslope right now. I, I That was a move that was helpful for them because he's better than Goran Dragic. And, you know, neither one of those guys is, is probably going to stay fully healthy this coming season. That's been a problem for each of them over the last three or four years. So, yes, they got a little bit better. Jimmy Butler had one of his best statistical seasons ever this last year while missing 20-some-odd games because, well, again, that team went to the finals the previous year, and almost nobody that went that deep in the bubble playoffs survived the season intact. Uh, I just I, I think they got a key piece kind of on the wrong side. And I think you could probably say the same thing about P.J. Tucker. His role is that same toughness, and he has to have speed, and he has to have strength. And if, if there's even a loss of a step there, it goes the wrong way. So I, I do think that he got a little bit better, but I don't think it's as big a jump as it needed to be. What they do need is for Tyler Hero to take a big leap forward, and I am i haven't seen it quite yet. If he can get to that next level, that puts them, in my mind, around deeper in the Eastern Conference playoffs, but I just I don't know how they leapfrog the Bucks or the Nets with the Bucks in particular still very much young and able 
And if the Nets have two of their three superstars, I think that's enough to get by that Miami team. So the answer is kind of maybe, which I know is a little bit of a cop-out, but I don't have full faith in the Heat uh, as they're currently built. It's fun. It's fun. We're not just talking about the teams that have the most superstars because of what uh, just went down this past season. What about Damian Lillard? What's going to happen? I wish I knew. I wish I knew. They've gone quiet again. There was a lot of a lot of hubbub. What is it? Two weeks ago, right before the Olympics started, and now it's gone quiet in Portland. But they got to do something. They have to shake it up somehow. I've complained annually, not about fantasy, not really about anything other than. I have a good buddy. My college roommate is from Beaverton, Oregon. And so every year I have the text message that's like, what are we going to do? And I'm sitting there going, honestly, man, I don't know. You have Dame, who may be the best leader in the NBA, takes the same team as far as he can take them every year. I don't know how stagnation hasn't set in with Lillard because you see it in so many other teams and so many other athletes where if you're just running it back over and over again, Eventually, you just get tired of doing it, and you need to do something else. Either you leave or you lose, you lose that fire that he always has every year. So I, to me, I, Portland's got to do something. Uh, they re-sign Norman Powell, which is nice. He fills a need for them. He's a good scorer. He's efficient. But they have to make a change. They've been locked into this same stuff for so long. Is Chauncey Billups going to be part of that change? I guess. But as they're currently built, I, l- listen, I've learned better than to – than to take the season win total under with them based on the stagnation angle because Dame always finds a way to get them up and over that hurdle. I just, I, you know, they're never going to go farther unless they do some kind of thing. And what that is, I don't know, because we've heard all the Ben Simmons rumors. I don't know if that's the thing that actually gets them a little bit farther. Uh, with Dame, he's probably there this year. With McCollum, I don't know. Dan, did you like what the Lakers did? A bunch of old guys into Los Angeles. Carmelo <laughs> Anthony, Dwight Howard. I feel like LeBron makes anything work, but interesting mix. I did like the Malik Monk signing. They added him as well, some shooting there. Did you like what the Lakers did here? Yeah, there were a lot of fun Lakers jokes the first day of free agency that they just brought the, the old gang back together, and all these guys could just pull the Lakers jersey out of their closet and put it back on. Baysmore, Dwight Howard, Trevor Ariza, Wayne Ellington, everybody that had been a Laker before, uh, the jokes are good. The jokes are good. I got a good laugh out of it. I'm an L.A. guy. Uh, so, I, you know, when, when the playoffs come around and I can actually just show my allegiance, I am a Laker fan wearing a Brooklyn Dodgers hat on this thing. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I actually liked it. I know that they're older guys. I think Dwight Howard was actually a necessary guy to bring back, one that they thought they had this last season before that weird, he had to pull his tweet down and then he was going to Philadelphia instead. There was a mix up there. Um, he's, he's a good fit for them. He's the guy that can go irritate other superstar big men for 14, 15 minutes a game. If that, that's all they need. So that's a good fit. Uh, Ariza, we'll see, you know, these are like, you're not taking much of a chance on these guys. Second day of free agency. I thought the Lakers actually did some good things. You mentioned Malik Monk. They also brought in Kendrick Nunn from the heat, uh, shooting, spacing, scoring guys that can actually put the ball in the bucket which is what you need around LeBron in addition to defense. I don't know what's going to happen with the old crew, Mello, Ariza. These are like the really, the ancient ones on that team. I actually think Frank Vogel's done a wonderful job the last two years of sort of tamping down egos and getting guys in their proper roles. This will be his biggest challenge to date. But if those guys fill the roles that I think they should, which is sporadic minutes, Mello, if he's on fire, you leave him in a few extra minutes, Ariza, 
If he can keep up on defense, he's really more of a four these days than a three the way he used to be. I think the Lakers made a lot of really good moves around the Russell Westbrook one, which I don't really like that much. But if he's going to be the other superstar on your team, the other guys you need to focus are defense, scoring, three-point shooting. And I think they did a pretty good job of that while uh, also bringing back THT. Dan, you mentioned uh, you would not put a bet down on the Miami Heat right now, 16-1 to 1 at FanDuel. But if we're looking for some value right now, early on, is there anything that you find enticing? After Miami, you've got Denver at 17, Philadelphia 18-1, to 1, drops down to Dallas at 30, Atlanta 37, and we could probably stop there. Yeah, uh, Philly and Atlanta on the list that you went through are ones that intrigue me a little bit. Uh, I have the same problems with with Atlanta that I do with Miami, where I don't know if that's quite enough, but it sounds like they're bringing back John Collins. They made a really nice playoff run this year. I don't know what would have happened in that Philly series if Trey Young doesn't play on one good leg. They may have ended up in the conference finals uh, against the Bucks, who subsequently lost Deion. I mean, I guess they did, but they may have, how would that all would have gone? How would that have shaken out? There's this health thing that still kind of hangs over everybody. The Hawks looked great defensively. Bogdan Bogdanovich at full strength made them a much better team, which I didn't see coming. I'll admit I sort of a mea culpa on Bogdan at full health. Um, that's a massive value on a team that could just stay healthy and wander towards the finals. You just never know who's going to catch those breaks. They're very much not one of the top four teams in the NBA, but a lot of it does come down to the dice roll every year. It does. Appreciate it, Dan. We got to talk some baseball coming out next year. We'll line them up with today's games, K-Props, Home Run Props. This is BeckQL Daily presented by FanDuel on the BeckQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel.